I knew that was going to be a problem. Uh, <laughs> hello, welcome back to Mike's Millennial Falcon. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Linhan, of course. And once again, joined by Mel. And we are going to be wrapping up uh, the Star Wars segment, I suppose. The saga, if you will. Uh, focusing evening. on live-action series. So, yes. Uh, I will confess, most of these either refresh myself on or like literally binged in the past week so uh well, some of it is fresh in your head yes so <laughs> some of it it is uh i don't want to say not the most processed but uh having just kind of like speed ran through it going like all right this is my impression and we're hoping for the best so um yeah. because uh i am the way i am i decided to kind of set things up just in chronological order so i believe that means if i'm understand correctly mando mandalorian is our first one on the list and uh i guess just starting from the top space western just oh my god right it's like <laughs> i i know that star wars in general kind of had a bit of that vibe overall. well like between a space western and a samurai flick yes oh my god that is so true yeah and you could almost picture the, I don't know what the sound effect would be, the like, whoa, whoa, like the tumbleweed, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, like high noon. Clint Eastwood. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, shootout. Um, so I think it took me a little bit to actually start watching it. So, of course, like memes and like ads were coming out um, during it. So from those, I got the impression that mando or jinjarin however yes. you want to pronounce to say it or refer to him uh that he was a badass and like he gets there but like the first couple episodes <laughs> he's just fulfilling the long cherished uh line of pure of heart dumb of ass <laughs> you're not wrong like I, I think the first shot we have him bringing in somebody for a bounty so that's, i can bring you in warm or, cold. or i can bring you in cold um Pick one yeah, so that went well enough, but then it's just this comedy of errors, and the funniest thing was, I forget what got stolen again, it's been a little while, and no, I haven't seen the most recent season, so I'll be steering clear of that with our discussion, but um, he, something happened with the Jawas, and he was trying to get something back, and they kicked his ass, he fell off the goddamn trawler trawler thing <laughs> um they just zapped him and he fell off and it's just grogu just flying up like eh? you're right you're right dad <laughs> the answer is no dad is not okay no. um but yeah no is it, it was a good series i i don't say it took me a little bit to get into it but i think it's a story more about finding family and that's like like overall family as a like because it's him and the child, yeah. and then it's him and his people coming back together. Yeah. Um, then it is about, you know, you can only get so far being the lone gunslinger. You're yeah. stronger together than you are apart. And even, like, his, like, 
clan or tribe, if you will. Um, his covert. His covert. Um, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're for him, but they're more like, like almost like a squad. They're not exactly a family, so Correct. Um, having this set up is really cool. Um, and, you know, it's just kind of cool to see these characters. Like, that's honestly how the fun is just being introduced to new characters, but having cameos or other uh, <laughs> fan favorites passing through, like uh, Ahsoka, the, like they, sh she was straight up like Michael Myers in uh, when she first appeared. Like she was taking down Imperial troops in the dark, oh, just like yeah. <laughs> kicking ass. Uh, Bo-Katan coming back, and then Luke Skywalker, which I'm oh my god, I when I was watching that episode uh, the first time around, I was I'm surprised that the neighbors didn't call the cops on us because we were just screaming the entire time, like <laughs> no, no, they're not. Oh my fucking. Yes. <laughs> they did the thing. I had to pause it like a few times. Like, I mean, is it? They're, they're, yeah. I didn't think that they were going to go back and do the Peter Cushing thing that they did in Rogue One. Yeah. Like, they, they, they actually brought him back. And I'm like, oh, that's so fucking cool. And it, it part of me had kind of hoped that they, it's, it's like a fine balance too, because like, Obviously, in prior installments of other stories, like, they recast people, or they just have to, like, I was actually just uh, watching Andor. Mm -hmm. I don't even know who's played Mon Mothma, like, throughout the, like, four different times we've seen her, but I don't think it's necessarily the same, but... Um, no, but they had really good casting. Yeah, and they made the CGI work. And part of me was kind of hoping that there had been that like running joke that Sebastian Stan was like Mark Hamill's long lost son. So if they'd got oh, cast that him would as be Luke. if they if they actually went through with that going forward, that would just be <laughs> the tits. But I'm oh also just picturing like Bucky Barnes, but Luke Skywalker. So yes, please. If they ever decided to to do uh, to explore Luke post empire that would be the thing to do because trying to either like uh de-age him or deep fake is just too it's too much work yes especially like when you're making him a main character which as we'll right. cover in boba fett they brought him back but not even 2.5 exactly <laughs> we'll get there um yeah. but it was interesting to see like after episode six, or between episode six and episode seven, mm -hmm. like, we know that the Empire has fallen. Um, that the Re Republic has been set up again. Um, Poorly, but... but yeah. yeah, we don't see what it's like until Mandalorian, where, you know, just because the Empire fell doesn't mean that you don't still have the syndicates and crime bosses or, like, Imperial Remnants still trying to fill that Oh, vacuum. right, because... Well, of course you've got Imperial Remnants because they're going to eventually become the First Order. Yeah. And sometimes, like, even, you know, the Syndicates, you know, um, Maul was dead at that time, but still had those yeah. groups that were, you know, vying for control in their own ways. Mm -hmm. um, but just to see them still doing what they can in the shadows, waiting for their time to come back... Um, right. Especially in the Outer Rim, again, kind of in the framework of a space western, you've got the, like, Tatooine and these other planets. Uh, On the outskirts where the, I mean, the Republic's resources thin. are yeah. stretched so thin, they're barely 
and and besides that, they're not bringing in any kind of resource, so they're not paying attention, mm-hmm. which unfortunately leaves these people out in the cold and unprotected. Right. Exactly. So it's it was I, I, I putting my notes together, I realized I say interesting a lot, and uh, as an English teacher, I need to change up my. Uh, so we're going to get you a thesaurus. You can say fascinating. <laughs> I know. My, Intriguing. If my kids were listening, they'd be like, Mr. Linehan, you can't judge it for a word choice. Um, yes, I can. Um, but, um, yeah, it is. I'll hold up it, a list for you. What's that? I'll hold up a list of words for you. <laughs> the, like a teleprompter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting to see um, just this part of the story and what kind of applies to these other shows as well is well they all interconnect yeah how the stories connect and how there's more depth to it because again if you're looking at just movies it's the skywalker show um and not no i'm I'm interested in seeing more of the universe yeah exactly and i think we'll get there yeah, and it's fascinating to see that. I mean, especially I mean, the Mandalorian just exploded onto the onto the scene, and has given us so many more uh, characters, and um, like planets to, um, you know, pick apart and and discover mm-hmm. that. Um, of course, there are other things we can watch than the Jedi. Exactly. Exactly, and I think. Like, we'll discuss two other shows coming up, like mm-hmm. Ahsoka, where you re- revisit the Force and Jedi and Sith overall, but mm. these other shows give a chance to look at it, kind of remove that supernatural element and put it more securely in the, like, sci-fi realm, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I do appreciate. I've, I've always been a little bitter that, you know, it's... uh. Star Wars is technically a space fantasy. It's not uh, sci-fi because the Force could never really exist. And it's a very How fantastic. do you know? I, exactly. That's where I go. It's like, I still have the dream that uh, I'll uh, I'll rediscover Force powers and uh, my back pain will no longer exist because I can just somersault over Will things. it away with the Force. Yes, exactly. Expand it's, your spine. Yeah. <laughs> with telekinesis. Now we're going into like Doctor Strange territory with that like one guy who's just like, I am healed now. But anyway... Um, so continuing the vein of space westerns, we had Book of Boba Fett, um, which, you know, still had nothing space to Western. do with Boba Fett. Uh, yeah, like the Not first really. half did, but it was, uh, it was also funny, like, um, I was more interested in his story with the sand people than yes. I was with anything else because the, the whole, the whole story was not, it was clearly not about him. Yeah. He, he was he was the plot device to mm. explore whatever else was going on in that particular time um, right which makes me feel bad because he is this legendary character why wouldn't we give him you know the respect he deserves as well as um, I don't know giving him the personality a, a person has right. He's not. He's not just the mask. He, I don't know. He. It, it all felt very wooden to me, unfortunately, which sucks because it's freaking Boba Fett. Right, and I appreciated some of the other ca- characters that came back. Like I forgot that um, Timothy. I always want to say Oliphant. Oliphant. Oh um, no, he was. I love his ranger. Yeah, um, 
and it looks like at the end of this series, like he was in the back to tank, so he's not he's not gone. He's he might be coming yeah, back. Well, no, it, it looks like they're gonna try to revive him the same way they revived um, Ming Na Wen's character. Yeah, that's right. Um, um, so with the with the enhancements. Yeah, the funniest thing to me is like it's space western, but then the kids, the like enforcers and outcasts, like it's very like found family sort of thing like again but that's the whole point of mandalorian culture is um we we require well not require but we accept foundlings like you you are now with me come right it's less about blood and more about loyalty exactly um but just i did like the kids um but like just the very loud um colors of their space vehicles. bikes and yeah. vehicles and like their get up i was like these are the outsiders it feel yeah <laughs> it felt very um very 80s that i don't want to say blade runner but like that was my immediate reaction okay i can see that a bit too yeah i don't know but it was it was very opposite um confl- conflicting genres mm-hmm. in this particular yeah um and yeah i think you kind of touched on this honestly like boba fett to me you know mostly judging from the movies and a little bit of the animated shows too where you see a little bit of him as a um like a kid who's mm-hmm. getting in the system yeah we we have got a few moments with him as a child but he's still not like a full person right and then the fact that his his fa- his father jango yeah. has spawned an entire clone army like another potential found family kind of avenue to approach. I mean, I'm sure that, no, we have seen them. Yeah. Um, We have seen clones that have survived, but they're obviously treated as as veterans are. They're (laughs) ignored. Yes. Um, But, so Boba Fett, I wasn't really expecting a redemption arc. Like, when I saw him in the movies, I was like, oh, that was a cool character, and now he's dead. Oh, well. Um, Mm -hmm. But oh yeah, nobody kind of, wanted him to like just die in the in the pit. Um, and it was like it was a always speculation. Yeah, it was a terrifying prospect of him waking up in the pit and then him like literally clawing his way out. It fu- reminded me a lot of like Jason Todd, like just breaking out. Of his oh own, god, own the, the, the the um the not uh the the, the hell is the pit called? Uh, Lazarus I mean, Pit. The Lazarus Pit. There it right. is. Exactly. Oh just like. The Leviathan pit. That's not right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but uh, it, it was kind of nice. I actually felt for him as as the show went on. And it, the actor himself, which, of course, I'm totally forgetting his name. Tamara. Pier- Tamara. I know his name is Tamara. I, um, he's done a phenomenal job as that character. And also just like. Now, every time I hear his voice, all I can think of is the, like, uh, Battlefront games that I've played. Right. And he's, like, every Stormtrooper. He's, he's been doing it for yeah. over a decade now. Yeah, so... I mean, he, they're one and the same. Yeah, so he's done a phenomenal job with that. It was good to see, like, some lore, like, reinvented. Like, he gets a Rancor, but, like, it's illustrated. Essentially, they're like a pit bull. Like, they're actually fairly, like... Uh, they, they bond like... I was convinced during that scene that the fets weren't actually giving him a pet mm. that like 
they're going to give him something that was going to Well, no, it, it, so I was convinced that the Rancor was actually targeting him mm-hmm. when he opened his eyes like, dude, that's your target, okay? So yeah. remember that. Um, I didn't think that it was actually a, a gift of goodwill. Mm-hmm. But it ended up being so, so. Okay. And it was pretty badass to see him, like, Oh my god, riding the Rancor, like, like heroes of old. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I haven't seen the new Mando season, but I know something about the Mythosaur, so it kind of fits into that whole thing of, like, taming a beast. And, yeah, like, I've riding. seen it. I could talk about it, uh, but I, 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 I don't want to ruin it for you. I, I, I spoil enough things on my own without encouragement, so... So um, that's your next binge-a-thon, my yes. dear. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, technically, Angela and I would need to watch uh, The Last of Us, but, uh, yes, it's on the The other Pedro Pascal <laughs> yes. Um But also Fennec Shan, who I remember vaguely from Clone Wars, as you know, just a bounty hunter, mm-hmm. but seeing her kind of like, um, I would say like also have her own redemption arc, but just... Um, like, well, she's got a there. she's got a life debt to him now that she mm-hmm. very she fulfills very well. Right. In that last scene, and she's where probably it's... not upset about being the right hand of the new mafia boss. Right. Exactly. And him, or rather, her in the um, uh, finding all the leaders in their little hideout and just going like full like John Wick on them. Shit! Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my god. She she's like, I love this job. Uh, but yeah, and it was cool to see that that whole culture too of the like other local bosses and like the exploitation with the uh, like uh, the water merchant. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I felt bad for the I forget what they called it, but the lounge that had the twilight. Oh, um, right, and it's like they're they're playing by the rules, and then you go and fuck them over, and it's yeah. like mm, that. I didn't like that either. Oh, uh, and uh, oh my god, how could I forget about uh. Ke- oh my god, I should have written it out. Kanto Bane, the bounty hunter. Oh, he, right? He was The guy with the, the thing in his face. Yeah. He and, was such a turd. Yeah. But, but and, also formidable. Yeah, like in the Clone Wars, you see him and you're like, oh, that's just his design. But seeing him in live action, you're like, that is so unsettling. I know. <laughs> I, need to, I need to actually sit down and watch the Clone Wars because clearly these uh, series that are coming out are... Um, are expansions on those storylines. Right. Well, it's like... Um, and it's it's fascinating to see these characters literally come to life. Right. And I think we discussed, too, like, I hadn't watched it before watching Solo, and then Darth Maul's alive. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, right? <laughs> like, it, I, I mean, I, I, had, I had a, I had a, a general idea that, yes, he showed up in Clone Wars and Rebels because he was, he was a, uh, he was a significant foe in Rebels. Right. Um, but it was, for those who hadn't seen it, must have been a shock to see that as the Easter egg scene at the end of the film. Right. Um, so, and uh, not to dwell on this too much, but like we said, it, Boba Fett basically turned into Mando 2.5. Yeah. Um, like, and literally he shows up with a Darksaber and repeats the lines, like, I yeah. bring you in warmer and bring you in cold. <laughs> and then he gets kicked out of his covert because of the helmet thing, which I'm still pissed about, even though he's got the Darksaber and whatnot. Oh, uh, has, I, I, uh, the Darksaber is just a, another plot device. Yeah. In um, order to further along everything. Was, Nobody cares. It was Not fun really. to see Luke trading with Grogu, 
who oh, is God, still just right? a baby, essentially just trying to eat frogs. And yep. Ahsoka... Or... I loved seeing Ahsoka interacting with Luke. Because uh, I feel like there's some kind of closure going on there, given that she worked with it with, with it. She worked with his father for so long. Like, I'm sure that there was a discussion or some kind of wisdom to impart, like, don't fuck it up, yeah. bud. And I think it was, like, while they were watching Grogu jump around, like, oh. I, I had that realization, like, oh my god, like, she, she's essentially, like, his aunt, kind of. Yep. But, um, yep. and it's... And I'm, just... I've convinced myself that Bo-Katan's gonna be his mom. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I've, I've seen her interact with him in the new season now, and it's just... It's happening, man. It's, it's great. Um, Whatever. And I love, um... Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, so... Phenomenal casting. And she's done a great job bringing that character to life. Now, I know... I forget who the voice actor was in Clone Wars. Um, and it's... Uh, it's I'm drawing a blank. Um, Look it up later. Right. But she she's done a good job with that. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, so we had our two space yeah. westerns back-to-back. Um, so and Ahsoka's got her own series coming out too, yes. which I will be interested to uh, see. Yes. Uh, so now we move on to our favorite uh, exiled Jedi, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> um, that and... man fought for this series for so long, and I'm not upset with what they gave, what they gave us. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was heartwarming, and it was just good to see him so like rusty. I think he tries to like punch some guy and goes like ow like shaking his hand like he's clearly out of practice also just like the jawa that keeps stealing his shit and selling it back to him like i want to kick a jawa yeah. so bad sometimes <laughs> but seeing him brought back into the fight and leia well, he's reminded reminded about yeah. what he was fighting for in the first place right so. but leia's adorable instead of just surviving he's now Thriving-ish. Ish. <laughs> We're getting uh, there. Right. And Leia is adorable. Um, oh, God. And Sweet little baby. Yeah. She's like a slightly less murderous, like, Arya Stark. Like, she's... <laughs> she's <laughs> a lot a cuter, analogy. and uh, you can kind of... Oh, she's already gone through so much shit. And again, we were discussing this earlier. Um, still more badass than Luke, though I guess it's always, not Luke's fault. Always. Well, she, she was brought up... With a pro, I, this is no knock on Luke. She was brought up with she was brought up with expectations and a proper education. I mean, she was she followed in her mother's footsteps. She was a senator when she was a teenager. She probably would have. I mean, she was elected to royalty eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she had she was ambitious. Right, and it's funny, like. Uh... I think Obi Wan changed his mind how he viewed things by the end of the show, but like he's all like, to "I see, have to but watch I mean, the after boy." After seeing what what she's capable of, yeah, he was like, oh, "But I have to watch the boy." Like Luke is clearly going to be the next one that takes over. It's like Leia also. You know, I don't know. Leia could have easily been the one here, or yeah. maybe we focused on Luke so that nobody would see what Leia's capable of. Right, and even with that, she still kicks so much ass. Um, so, like, between <clears throat> Neville and Harry Potter. Right, exactly. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> I still think Neville, on a side note, should have been, like, the surprise chosen one. Like, it was a false uh, prophe- prophecy Right, the whole to, time. to get him off the trail. But, um, yeah. And, honestly, it, it's a weird thing to say, 
or to think about, but the montage or the like recap they had at the very beginning of the show just lined things up so well because I I knew like Obi Wan was conflicted, you know, with you know taking on this Padawan and you know mm-hmm. the one that winds up you know destroying everything and he has to like leave him for dead and all this stuff, um, but like seeing it start from like Qui Gon's instruction through the mentorship and training to Anakin's downfall, you get to see just how much he was burdened with Anakin. Not to say that, like, it, it, not to say he didn't do the best that he could, but it was a he lot. He did the best he could with what he had, and he didn't necessarily choose this life, but he invested himself as best he could. Yeah, and just to see, like, by the time we see Obi-Wan in episode four, you know, he's an older man. He's kind of, like, at peace uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, accepted it. And we get to see that later in the series, and that was mm-hmm. great to see it, you know, him come to that. But, like, initially he's, like, struggling with all this guilt and, like, the shame and fear of just, like, I I let this happen somehow. And, it, you know, it's not his fault, but he doesn't understand that until... Dude, you are not responsible for the choices of others. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it was really vindicating to see that fight at the end and just the fact of um there was some kind of redemption in that because it was a rehash of their original battle and he he finally saw that you know it's it's not his fault yeah and it was a closure it it kind of yeah I, i think it was great closure and not to draw another jason todd parallel but it reminded me a little bit of red hood when they had this whole standoff, and he's like, "You think I'm mad at you? Like I've forgiven you for um, this, but you know but why, why did you he... let him live when yeah, you know like, what he did to me?" Yeah, it's like that sort of standoff. Also, yeah. it's good to see Vader. Like again, episode uh, technically Rogue One and Episode Four, we see Vader's Vader. at his peak. Yeah, Vader's like very put together by then. But at this point, like it's not to say he's not formidable. But he's still very much focused on getting back at Obi Wan in the series. Right, he's about Palpatine. his personal vengeance, and that's probably why he slips up. Because, I mean, that's still his, I don't want to say that's still his master, but that's still a familial bond. Yeah. That, at your core, you probably have trouble severing. Yeah, and even Palpatine's like, "Are you okay, dude?" Like. It seems like you're kind of obsessed with this. Do we need to talk about this? He's like, no, Master, we're good. Um, so it was good to kind of see that. Um, just at, on a bit of a side note, like Star Wars really has a thing for like Space Dad taking care of a child that is not his kid. Like so much of that. We, we, get, we get Mando, we get Obi-Wan, we've got um, technically... Uh, uh, a little bit. Senator of like, Organa takes yeah. Leia. Yeah, and in the sequel and series, ben, and uh, 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 Uncle Ben takes Luke, or Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen. Oh my yeah. God, Uncle Ben! <laughs> oh no. Yes, uh, which Owen had every right to be pissed off at Obi Wan and still reconciled and did his best. But um, okay, the, I yeah. meant like. I didn't mean like Uncle Ben Spider Man. I think I meant like. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Ben, ben Kenobi. Um, <laughs> just showing up at uh, family <laughs> gatherings. Um, but 
but we had the sequel series too with like Han and Leia being like Ray's kind of parents, and even like the very end where oh, um, yeah. we had the storm tr- former stormtrooper and um, uh, Lando is like, oh, oh yeah, Lando goes, Lando takes the takes the the young woman, yeah, off to yeah, let's go find your family. Why yeah, not? we got no it, better. It's to a do. Star Wars thing. Yeah, I just pictured that like the Spider Man meme where they're all pointing at each other. It's like, hey, <laughs> yep, you. Um, but, um, I also had to laugh, like, I know they're trying to bridge the age gap and continuity, but they kept saying, the old man and the little girl. Like, He's not that old. I mean, in comparison to how we see him in A New Hope, he's, he, yeah. But he's, Ewan McGregor's in his 50s, which, uh, again, I hadn't realized that Mary Elizabeth Winstead is going to be Hera in Ahsoka, um, the pilot, and they're married. Yep, and she's 38 and he's 50-something. But, beside the point. Uh, it happens. It's not, not the worst age gap I've heard of. Anyway, uh, but yeah, no, he's not that old. But granted, Ooh. I know for episode four they have to... We're just like, being fast- ageist. Yeah, we have to fast forward it nine or ten years to where he is old. Right. So, I guess they tried to make him look that way with all the scraggly beard and all that, too. Um, uh, he cleans up at the end. He gets yeah. his shit together. Um, I also... I'd written this note when I was still halfway through the series, and I think my feelings changed a little bit, but Reva. Like, I had spoiled it. Like, I knew I found out why she was doing what she was doing, even as I was watching it. But she before was the like flashback, a, t- a dug-in tick. Yeah. She um, had... She... she... <sighs> she had similar motives... But she was going about them her own way. Yeah. And I was trying to think. She did some... It's kind of like being a double agent. Like she, in order to keep her cover and stay to her mission... She was doing some some shit. She was doing some terrible shit. Yeah. So I guess, like... Like, I did feel for her... She was playing the long game. Right. I, uh, I did feel for her... By the end, but initially I was like, wow, like, fuck her. Like, she's, like, doing so much, like, damage in pursuit of vengeance. vengeance. Um, yeah. And no offense, like, Anakin is still just a man, but, like, he, like, took her out in, like, 30 seconds, too. Like, it's Anakin fucking Skywalker. Yeah. Um, like, he is going to give you a run for your money. Um, exactly. But... Like, you, you you, can't, I mean, this is the right hand to the Emperor. You can't think that you're going to just slip one by him. Right, exactly. No matter how sneaky you think you're being. Right, exactly. No matter how smart you think you are, it's, uh, they are one with the Force. Yes. Oh, and it was, um, I didn't put this down, but it was, I was kind of a little disappointed there wasn't more of it, but there was, um... When they landed on the planet, they actually hitched a ride with the kind of like mole-faced alien that um, had the Galactic Empire flag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, as you're like looking at him, he's like a very like friendly guy overall, but he's clearly got the... But his politics are crap. (laughs) Yeah, so another kind of like resonant or... um, It was topical. Topical, yes. Yeah. and just to see the complexity to that, mm-hmm. like, 
it's not all black and white when it comes to this stuff unfortunately not um I'm also just the gall of Qui-Gon Jinn just showing up in the last oh, 10 minutes. I've always been here. Yes. Friggin what took say you something. What took you so long? They like just had to dust off Liam Neeson for like the five minutes. I didn't, I wasn't upset with that though. Yeah. Because like <laughs> Qui-Gon was one of the few redeeming qualities of the Phantom Menace. I, I, I want more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Actually, I talked about this last episode two on uh, with uh another friend of mine about uh tales of the jedi and we mm. see dooku's fall to the dark side um and qui-gon makes a brief appearance like because he's not the main character but it's interesting to see yeah. how he where he got his own sort of like maverick sort of ways mm. from that um who was his master who was whose master qui-gon's it was Dooku. It was Dooku? Dooku was his master. And then Yoda was Dooku's master. master yes. Okay. So, um, Interesting how things trickle down. Yeah. And I, I think I may have said this on the last episode too, but I still think that with that in mind, with Qui-Gon being, you know, uh, the unconventional Jedi, who's like barely, I don't say not kicked out, but like it, he's like just barely in their graces without pissing, but he's still pissing everyone off and being a thorn on their side. Um, with that in mind, I feel like Ahsoka is the heir to his... Bullshit. Di- but, like, in a good <laughs> way, like, he's, like... Oh, f- no, I think... She's the fulfillment of that, like, gray Jedi quote-unquote Right, sort of and, thing. and I honestly believe that that is the the future of the Force. It, because if you're, if you're so far dug in on either side and you're not listening to each other, and that's not balance. Right. That you gray is correct, right? And uh, and that's and that's not to say, like you're not being an asshole. You're not being evil. It's just it's very partisan and that's a very narrow it's situational view of situational. And as long yeah. like you're not hurting anyone, but you're right. also not dealing in absolutes and right, right. And I don't. I'm not explaining and, it correctly, but it's. I've heard they're making more movies. Which I'm not necessarily opposed to, but it sounds like Rey is going to be trying to restart the Jedi Order, which I thought the whole point was like Luke Skywalker went on an entire... The last Jedi? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Though he did say, I will not be the last Jedi, but still... Right. Yeah. There's a reason why. There's a reason why the Jedi did not survive, because they were so set in their ways, and they were so far up their own ass that they could not see the problems that were brewing in their own house. Right. Um, so the Jedi Order cannot continue as it had been. Yes, exactly. It, it needs to... It needs to evolve. Evolve, exactly. So um, <clears throat> this brings us to um, the one that... This series I literally binged in the last three days. Mm-hmm. So... I'm on school vacation. I, I've, I've, I've done stuff. I've been uh, productive. <laughs> anyway. Um, Are you sure? But Andor. I, I will start from the top that, like, watching Rogue One, like, he was an interesting character, but I didn't expect him to get his own standalone series. Um, I'm not upset with the fact that we got a history into him because he was integral to that particular storyline yeah it, it, of course we want to know more about him because 
Rogue One, everybody dies, the end. Right. And... Um, but but what about, you know, the life that led up to this this integral moment? Right. And so I, I was, I don't want to say I was hesitant, but I wasn't super invested in the series to start. I was just like, oh, I, I just need to know this to, you know, wrap this up and to mm-hmm. kind of tie in with the other things. But by the end, like I'd say about halfway through is where, things really started picking up and I really got invested in his story and just what was happening going on. It was funny. The first shot we have of him is in this other planet, uh, at night. It had, um, and just all the aesthetics reminded me a lot more of like Blade Runner than Star Wars. And then like immediately after he fucked up. These are, these are all these locales and, and planets that, there's a whole universe for us to explore. Right. And and everything, it's it's fascinating to see. Yeah. It really is. But, like, as soon as he fucked up the the murder there, the... <laughs> parts, but, uh, uh, which, in his defense, well, the second guy, he did shoot point blank. But the the first one was an accident, but he, and he panicked. But yeah. th- then he just runs right back to his, like, shitty outer rim world. Like... Very Tatooine-esque. And mm, it always Jakku. comes back to Tatooine. And less is Jakku, and which apparently was just Tatooine, I guess. Ish. Ish. As, yeah, you know, whatever. What um, is it? What, I, I, to off-track briefly. Sure. What is it about Tatooine? There has to be some myth, mystical reason we keep coming back to the desert planet. I mean... This dune world. Uh, from my, like, uh, religious upbringing, I can only assume it's like the desert is like uh, like a central symbol of like the wanderer and the desert messiah coming in from there. Like right? It's, you know, or so, like there has to be something about Tatooine that keeps like the story keeps coming back to it. Like right. even the freaking Mandalorian. Right, exactly. Like, I don't know. Food oh. for thought. But so it did grow to. Uh, really love the series and from my perspective it combined the complexity of game of thrones Mm -hmm. where you get to see both sides but also the factions in both sides the infighting the uncertainty the sacrifices that people are making whether they're climbing the the corporate ladder in the empire or to making these backdoor deals with the with the the rebellion yeah, exactly. Which isn't even like the rebellion technically at that point. It's just or a maybe mild it is. resistance. Yes, exactly. It's very <laughs> f- fractured, and everyone's got their own idea of how to resist, which makes sense. And I think the manifesto that we get towards the end says like any act of resistance furthers our cause one way or another. Right. Um, but not having that unification, and you know, it's right. very and there, there's a very fine line. Like, of course, the Empire is bad. However, when do your tactics become terrorism instead of freedom fighting? Right. And that enters with the, like, gray area of morality. Like, remind me of, like, V for Vendetta. Oh, like, good movie. Yeah. It, but, like, it's always looking at the big picture, especially with, like, Luthen's character. Yeah. Um, and, like, the triage of, like, oh, the this ally of ours is going to... Uh, respond to this trap mm-hmm. do we warn him but if we warn him then the then Empire... they know that we know that yeah. they know that we know he... exactly <laughs> it's the 
it's 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 the long game again. Yeah. And and playing the chessboard. Yeah. Which granted there were a couple of the characters like Luthen and Mon Mothma like who were making their sacrifices and you see it kind of come around by the end mm -hmm. but like i think one of the uh double agents is like what sacrifices you've made it's like ah i'm living my own double life it's i've gotten into this and i can't go back it's like yeah but you're not you're not in it the same way that some of these people are literally no. risking their lives like mon mothma is eventually dragged into sacrificing her daughter to a child marriage yeah that's like yeah ooh. Exactly. But then it, apparently that is a cultural thing from her planet. Right. Is like she, she married her husband. And they were, oh, yeah. Oh my, oh. Well, that's the whole thing too is like her and Vel and Luthen kept talking about like we made a vow. It's like what vow are we talking about? We never learned what that vow was. Right. Yeah. Like the, because they have to, uh, to undo the emperor, uh, the empire at whatever cost, yes. I guess. Um, but, um, kind of building off that too um it was remarkable just to see the absolute arrogance and not giving a shit of the empire oh um, right well that blood absolutely that that like came straight from palpatine because he he was he thought he had won yeah he, was, he, he, he absolute power and right. so everybody else was like oh cool we've got absolute power but it also spoke to like if, if you don't want to draw p parallels to, like, the world today, that's fine. But looking at yeah, just... Yeah, you could probably do But that. even looking at history, like, the concept of imperialism and oppression overall, like, uh, we had a lot more diversity, which, sorry, that's a whole yeah. other tangent, No, no, too. no, no, you're not wrong. Um, like, originally Star Wars, I feel like the original movies, we had, like, the token one black guy with Lando, and then every... every Everybody else is just aliens. Right. It's kind of like... And, like, what, two women in the entire universe? Right, exactly. And But, like, up to this point, we now see, like, uh, Andor and his uh, growing up on Canari on this, like, basically, you know, primitive planet. Mm -hmm. um, and even when they do pull the heist um, all on Aldani, it's the locals, but, you know, the Imperials just kind of, like, snub their nose at them and are, yep. like, corralling them. And then the final... Well, the Empire, yeah. at its core, ends up being um, nationalistic. And I don't know if you've ever seen um, the any Star Trek episodes, but there's something called the Terran Empire, where mm -hmm. it's like humans first. Because they're very bigoted against anything, anyone that is not human-based. Oh. So there's a lot of racism that goes on there, too. Um, so it... it kind of pulls into the like oh we don't need to care about these people they're beneath us but by not caring it also you know if you're not paying attention to them guess what you're not paying attention to them yes they're gonna do something uh, and um you'll be you'll be brought down by your own arrogance. arrogance yeah and i think i forget the exact line that they had in there i should have written it down or found it but mm -hmm. like that i think one of the other people tells Cassie and then he reiterates it saying that like, you know, they're not listening, that they have power, they don't care. We can talk about what we want because, you know, that's going to be their downfall. Um, mm -hmm. And... Until I, you're too loud and they start paying attention. Exactly. Um, but, again, I, I wasn't really invested at first, but I admittedly got a bit teary-eyed during the prison break as uh, 
Kino Loy is talking oh, about the outbreak, you know, yeah. one way out, one way out or something as they're like was making their chart for freedom. Fascinating. Um, and fucking Marva's funeral. Like she is literally dead and her, her final hologram is to be like, get off your asses, bitches. Right. Fight the empire. Right. If we're going to bring somebody fight. back from the dead, bring her back. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, she's also got, I mean, she's, she's the mom. So she's, She's got that power and inspiration behind her as well. Right. So, uh, oh. And again, tying in with the previous point, like, they're like, oh, shut it down. And they, like, kick the droid and, like... Don't then, you fucking kick my droid! Yeah, and then they all just erupt. And I forget, um, Andor's friend, uh, who was the worker, the big guy, they kept calling him the big man, mm-hmm. who was taking, literally beating people up with a brick that has Marva's ashes. Right. <laughs> I was fascinated by their, um... Uh, by their funerary customs like yeah. these people are made into the foundations of your civilization yeah and that's, that's cool that's incredible and also just the Literally. guy in the um in the anvil tower who kept banging and then when they tried to shut him down he just right? the guy just, up the tower like... <laughs> yep uh oh my god uh though that reminded me too uh luthien luthen also had his rare moment of badass when they tried to take him with the imperial uh star destroyer and he destroyed the tractor beam and they just upgraded it. it's like the millennium falcon on steroids because he had all these <laughs> hidden like gadgets they're like what the fuck is this yeah, um, right. but yeah everybody's it, got their toys and it, it took me a while to realize this but there really was no mention of the force again you're not really no because this was not jedi. a story about the jedi this is about everyday people rising up to stop the stop the oppression yeah and even because Palpatine we also don't but, we don't yeah. trust the jedi anymore they failed right and even like the sith we've got uh palpatine's referenced mm-hmm. but like yeah if you got a problem take it up with the emperor or like palpatine's in a movie but that's it that, right like there's this... no mention of the the mystical properties right um um what was i gonna say um and Bit of a side note, I'm just so happy to see Andy Serkis, like, playing live-action roles. Like, it's been a couple of years, so he's had more roles, but, like, I first knew him as just the voice of Gollum, and then he was King Kong in the Peter Jackson movie, and, like, he's just wound up playing... Oh, Luke. right, because, he, like, he's the king of motion capture. Yeah, so, like, it's, seeing it's him... awesome. And, like, his character, too, like, originally he's just this, like, asshole just focusing on this, and then, like, he, um... He, like, helps rally things in alliance with yep. Andor. And I really hope that he got out at the end because it looked like he was staying I, because he couldn't swim. Right. But... I, I don't... I, I think he got out. I'm, I can't imagine him going through all of that not to get out. That being said, I did have to laugh about Cassian spends, like, three days spending his money from his heist and then, like, gets caught. Oh, my God. Like, can this guy not catch a break? Yeah, and I, I was really hoping the droid that was gonna that pinned him was gonna be um, Alan Tudyk's character. Oh my but, god! Right. But maybe like maybe some season kind two. of cosmic connection there. Maybe season two. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Andy Serkis being live action as opposed yeah. to like Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Oh just, my god, Doug Jones is amazing. But like, he's like you. He's always a makeup. Yeah. Yes, it's always like uh, Abe Sapien or Billy from uh, Hocus Pocus or. Um, 
I think he was the shape of water too. Like he's been a bunch of Del Toro monsters. And things. Yes, and um, in Star Trek Discovery, Discovery, um, he oh, I'm having a brain fart. I cannot remember his mm. character's name. He was um, Commander Saru. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Now Captain, but his character in that was was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, at the end of the series, we do have like an episode where you get to see Doug as himself right and his character so that um, was fun yeah um, but and, no uh, Andy Serkis is um, I love the fact that he's getting more screen time because he if you remember he was uh, the supreme leader yes exactly Snoke so. in the, Snoke in the previous films um, and even uh, Planet of the Apes he oh, was, that's he was right. still, I mean, that was a phenomenal performance from him, and we still, like, we never get to see him. Yeah, and it, it, it's just good to see him. And also, he was Alfred in uh, oh, the Batman. Oh, God! Yeah. He was such a good Alfred, I wanted to see more of him. I, I still wanted more, and I, I I'm hope looking we get, forward to more. I hope we get more in the future. Um, so, uh, just to kind of continue wrapping up, oh, Andor, yes. no, uh, Cyril, I think we discussed uh, privately, just a whiny little bitch. He, he, I, I think what kept coming Fucking back to incel. me was like, yeah, exactly. In, try hard incel, just like, oh He's so indoctrinated. God. He's get, like, the, the empire is his personality. And when that's taken away, he's got nothing. And then his, his relationship with his mother is even more toxic. Yes. But he's like, he's, he's wants to go, Cheerios so he's kind of forced to <laughs> yeah. put up with that. And then he focuses his obsession on um, Deidre. Uh, I forget the last name. But, yeah, yeah, she's she's another commander in the Empire. Yeah. But it Not was to say he just, wasn't a good character or a good bad guy. I mean, it he was, was just it, infuriating. Interesting, as, but just from, yes, he was infuriating. Words. Yeah. Infuriating. <laughs> so, yeah, fuck that guy. Very punchable um, face. I, I'm glad that everybody else had the same reaction to him. Besides the one, like, co-commander guy, the Scottish guy who was with him on the raid, who was like, I'm with you, sir. <laughs> I'll follow you to the, the end. Yeah, exactly. That he's just drinking by himself in the streets. Yeah, right. and, like, I don't know. Okay, um, dude, whatever. <laughs> so, there's one caveat, and granted, maybe I just miss the bigger meaning behind it, but in Rogue One, when... Andor is arguing with, um, uh, was it Aiden? Was her name Verso? Or was Jin? that her father? Jin or so, yes. Yeah. Her, fa- her father was Aiden. Um, Mads Mikkelsen, that was an right, interesting exactly. character for uh, He says, like, suddenly it's real for you. Like, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. Or so. It's like, well, was he? Uh, well, I mean, to a degree, I suppose you're right, because he was, he was on that planet with his, with his sibling, um, when they were younger and then he until he was adopted by marva um so he's i mean it it sounds like he's been fighting something since he was six years old right maybe not maybe not specifically the rebellion obviously because that didn't happen till later right yeah my assumption had been like he was like born into it basically born into it so and that's valid. I think I'd read somewhere to like somebody else justified as like his planet was kind of like in the middle of the like Clone Wars too. So he's been fighting those forces since. He's just, he, right, he's just so, been fighting to survive. So, so that. I will but give, so is she. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
So, but that's negligible, honestly. The, the know, entire Star Wars is trying to, like, backtrack and, mm-hmm. like, tie up loopholes and plot holes wherever it can. So, mm-hmm. like, it happens. Like, I'm not that mad about it. It's still better than uh, Doctor Who suddenly doing away with uh, time paradoxes <laughs> and stuff. And, like, it's all fine. It's all great. <laughs> Timey-wimey, have... wibbly-wobbly. It's all fine. Uh, um, yeah. So. If, it, if it's not uh, convenient to our purposes, then fuck it. Right. So I'm interested to see what happens in season two, especially where they left it with him, like, um... This is the start of a whole new world. Right. Like, I'm just curious to see how it's turned around, because they were, like, all ready to kill him just to tie uh, tie up a loose end. Until he was useful. Yeah. And now... (laughs) Also, it's kind of hard to be like, yeah, so your mother gave the... Your dead mother gave this fiery speech that inspired like a serious skirmish with the empire um mm-hmm. feels kind of weird if we kill you but also you kind of proved yourself too and you came back here of your own so we'll see what happens with that exactly um so there are some upcoming ones some i knew about and others i did not ahsoka i'm excited for it right um they're bringing in grand admiral thrawn Yes. As the, uh, as the villain. I With Lars Mikkelsen. Yes! Yes. Um, no, they, t- uh, they touched upon it in the, the new Mandalorian series. They did? Okay. Yes. The fact that he, he is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be, that'll be interesting to see. Obviously yeah. we haven't seen him yet, but he has been discussed. Right. So to see him come back mm-hmm. and also see live action Sabine Wren and, Harris and Dula and Chopper. I'm <sighs> here, it, I've got some uh, high expectations for Chopper and just the absolute chaos that he is. So yes. uh, I'm really hoping he lives up to that. Yeah. Um, some of these others I did not really know about. Skeleton Crew apparently is a coming of age story, but it's not a kid's show. So I, all I can think of is like the Goonies or Stranger Things, but in space. I suppose. So this is based in the. I I'm not familiar with this. So this is based in the Star Wars universe. Yes. So cool. it's a, again on their docket of like things that are coming out. Right. Well, um, you know, Disney owns everything I love. So shut up and take my money dollars. <laughs> I guess. So let's see. Let me just make sure I'm getting this right. So, uh, those stars for kids. Uh, it's not a kids shows. Uh, follows the journey of four kids who make a mysterious discovery on their seemingly safe, dis- uh, seemingly safe home planet, then got lost in a strange and dangerous galaxy. Uh, Sounds kind of like the okay. Goonies, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Or like Super Eight, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, along th- along those lines, yeah. Eighties like uh, coming of age kids banding together. <laughs> um. This last one... Lost in space. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, like, <laughs> God. The, all the ramifications of that. Well, do, does it say where it is in the timeline? Um, and how it interacts with the, with the general storyline? Or is it completely independent? I think it's still technically... I'll have to double-check it, but I think it's still technically during the Age of the Empire. Um, or... You know, kind of like at the very beginning of episode four or mm-hmm. like around that. Okay. Uh, now this other one, The Acolyte, again, I don't know a whole lot about it, but it sounds like it's set during the High Republic, which I don't know so much about. So that is pre, um, pre... Pre-Clone Wars. Pre-Clone like, Wars, pre-Empire, um, 
pre-Palpatine, I think. Yeah, it's like, like kind of the height the of past. Uh, not like peaceful times, but like the like Jedi Council Re- being not in... Old Republic, but like somewhere in between. Yeah. Okay. But it sounds like there's like crimes or murders happening, and like the Jedi are investigating. So I I've just got a soft spot as well just for crime dramas in general, like you know, so it's Criminal Minds and Hannibal Law and, and Order. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> But like, but like seeing the jet, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm I'm not sure what to think of it yet. I just don't know a whole lot about it. But I'm could be interested. Yeah. I mean, I'll give I'll give obviously I'll give them all a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna not absorb content. Yeah. I'm trying to think, there's been few Star Wars or otherwise few things that I've uh, consumed that I've just been like. Well, well, that was a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> I usually think of it afterward. Exactly, perhaps, yeah. But, um, yeah, no. Most most times I see it through to the end. It's very rare that I'm like, yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> um, but... Oh, well, we've come this far. Might as well just finish it. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, I think that wraps up my thoughts about the shows. Anything else do you have about the series or just Star Wars in general? I would die for Baby Yoda. <laughs> I, as would we all. That child yes. is like perfect. Yes. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm not quite obsessed, but like, I love Grogu. Yes. And I, I, I've seen way too many TikToks recently from. I guess it's like an SNL skit with Pedro Pascal just saying, like, my son don't have ADD. He just like do job, but it's yeah. just him leaping on all the rocks. Oh like, yeah, oh, oh yeah. Oh, you're okay. uh, you're uh, you're gonna love the end of the Mandalorian. Oh my season god! Three. All right, I I gotta buckle down and get to that. Yes, too, you so. do. You've uh, only got a few days left of vacation. Yes, I know. <laughs> and uh, now I start watching now. Um, but yes, so this actually will wrap up the series, if you will, on Star Wars in general. I'm um, still figuring out what my next topics will be, but uh, I certainly appreciate y'all listening and uh, tuning in next time for whatever I have. Uh, once again, you've been listening to Mike's Millennial Falcon, and I wish you all a wonderful day, evening, whatever time of day you're listening. So have a good one, folks. Bye.